Welcome to Incubator by Planet Ant Podcasts. My name is Mike McGettigan, executive producer of the network. At Planet Ant, we pride ourselves on exploring new talent and bringing new voices to the stage. So we're bringing that to the world of podcasting. We'll regularly feature six-episode short-run series commissioned exclusively for the Incubator podcast. Some of these might become full-run podcasts of their own, and some might just stay within what we're doing here. Incubator. Stick around. You might like what's next. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Imagine little baby Tyler kicking off his little booty booties going, I don't like it on my feet. I don't I like don't. it on my feet. I don't. But anyway, so I, I was I was napping and I had a dream when I was napping, which I don't really dream a lot, but I had a dream. And in this dream, I was going to get chicken shack. <laughs> and then I woke up incredibly hungry and then there was no chicken shack, and I oh, was very upset. Did you rectify the situation? I did not, but I'm going to get chicken shack for lunch tomorrow. You absolutely should. Oh, and yeah. I, I feel like that's a, that's a bit of a deep cut for a cold open. To anybody not listening or, you know, still listening, chicken shack yeah. is like is a southeast Michigan. Open? No, I mean, we're just, we're just fucking stuff around. I don't know. If it's, you said you wanted a long cold open. I figured we could stitch something together. That's yeah. fair. This is like, uh, you know, when you start off your comedy routine, you're like, you know, local reference. Am I right? <laughs> hey, you guys uh, ever been to that fetish sex shop a couple of streets over? <laughs> you do that every time. That's you the joke. That. Com- that was the that is the joke. Is that how I Tyler, how I Tyler, Tyler, he does that. Justin he, does that. In his he routine. does that. Him. This he guy. He does that. I do only do it at Mark Ridley's. Though. I don't. I don't think I have any local references in my set. You need local no, references. No, you mostly just talk about your underwear and chili. I, that was only the one time. I took that out. Well, you took I love the caveman bit. Yeah. It's okay. So, uh, you, you all want to get into the episode? Well, we, should get, we should have a better cold open, I feel. That's yeah, I, mean, I think we can zip zap up a little for. Uh, yeah, zip zap up. Just, I'm just waiting for the juice. I'm just waiting for the juice. I can feel it coming it's around the turnpike. Colin, so fucking, it's 2020. You can't, or it's 2021 now. You can't say that anymore. I can't. I'm, I'm waiting for the juice. Yeah, he's out of jail now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he wrote if I did it, <laughs> but he did do it. So the juice is loose. You know um, what? The juice is loose, and I and I'm waiting okay. for him. I'm gonna loose my juice. So Do I think th- does, he doesn't he live in Saint he lives in Saint Pete doesn't he? I know he golfs all the goddamn time. Well, he's in Florida. Like he lives in Florida near where I'm going to Florida, and I think we're going to Saint Pete Beach. And if I see fucking the juice there, dude, I get his it's autograph. Over. It's over. I'm I'm taking pictures with him. People, um, that's like people expect right like. What do you like? Fucking OJ Simpson walks into the restaurant that you're in, right? What do you say? You get up, you're gonna be like, Sir, Mister the Juice, Mister Simpson. 
You cannot eat here. I am taking a stand. I am. No, I'm. I'm just gonna be like. No, no, shit, fuck that. I'm gonna be like, oh, Mister Simpson. the Juice. This guy got away with fucking murder, dude. What this the guy, fuck? On and off the gridiron. <laughs> God, his jukes though. Whew, watch his highlight reel, my guys. Wow. I want. I wish. I sometimes I wish I was a woman, not because uh you know for personal gratification, but just for the purpose of jokes. Um, and, and premises that I want to play out that would be basically impossible for me to do as a, as a cis man. Um, what, that you really want OJ to stab you to death? No, I just want really, I really want, I really want to start an OnlyFans, right? As a woman. I really want to start an OnlyFans as a woman. If I were a woman, I'd start an OnlyFans, right? And I would, I would have my boyfriend dress up like OJ Simpson, and I would dress up. <laughs> Like Nicole like, Brown like Simpson. Like Nicole Brown Simpson. And I would be like, watch OJ murder this pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and then he actually stabs me to death in the video. <laughs> you know what? That sounds like a cold open to me. Hey, hi, hello, and welcome. To the Worst in the Industry podcast, the show where this tripod of Gen Z commies dredge the swamps of the past to bring up the slimy skeletons that corporations would rather would rather us leave buried in the silt. My name is Justin St. Peter, and unlike the whiskey I drink, I am neither rich nor rare. To my metaphorical right sits... Colin Stanley, if I stop drinking, my head hurts. To my right... <laughs> uh, my name is Tyler, and I am really distrustful of anybody in a suit. So if you're at work and you're wearing a suit, please remove it now. What? How do you feel about shirt and tie? Uh, shirt and tie is good. I, you know what? I, I'm not a big fan of ties in general. I think the the suit with no tie shirt, good look. It's good look. You know, the top button open. I think you, that's a good look. You know look. what they say about ties? It's just a polite noose. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a... That's what they say. something that BTK used to... Ugh. Now, Tyler, uh, yeah. we don't have any Nazi stuff in this episode, so you're you're just here for color commentary. I'm just vibing. I'm just drinking some Miller Lights and. Oh, uh, it's time. Miller time! I it's got some of those. I got, I, got, I, got, time. I have a watch drawn on my though. arm, and uh, at every point on the on the clock is uh, it says Miller time. Can we all get tattoos of wristwatches on our? Literally wrists? talked about this. It's going to happen. We've talked about it since DJ's bachelor party. It's always Miller time. Are we allowed it to name drop our friends time. on here? Feel like uh, it's fine. It's DJ. We'll beep it. It's fine. D- I think DJ has asked to be on the podcast. Yeah, he's asked to be on the podcast. So you know what we're named. Yeah, fuck you, in. DJ. You know You're I'm on gonna, the I'm podcast. Gonna, I'm gonna link his full address. I'm gonna give you his phone number, the last four of his social security, his wife's maiden name. Yeah, and you know what? We'll tell you what. We'll give you his his personal email. And if you guys have any problems with the show at all, anything you know, anything that we do wrong, anything that you don't like, just email him, and uh, he'll deal with it. Yeah, also, he is our complaints department. Also, if you're up late, you know, you're up late. You had a few beers, right? You're, you're sucking, you're sucking on your weed pen, and you know you're starting to get <laughs> starting to get, well, you know, a little hot and horny under the sheets. Horny. Just uh, <laughs> drop him a line at his personal email. Like yeah, he, he really likes that. He'll uh, he'll respond. He'll uh, he's, you know, he's a full service man. To every single message for a he'll, good time call, he'll, sh- he'll show you his fucking gaper. He'll fucking yeah. <laughs> All right, we don't well, pay we don't pay him for nothing. He will so. fucking split himself like an overripe banana for you if that's what you want. He's a good man. 
Together, the three of us go boldly in places where men are discouraged to tread to bring back to sunlight the dusty relics of disasters forgotten to help you make better decisions on who to support with your money. Last episode, we took a long, hard look at Bayer AG's history, including their time as IG Farben and the, quote, consequences of World War One, such oh. as slave labor. And yeah, World it was, War Two. It, it was long and hard. The, the look we took. It was so long and hard. It was, it was some would describe it as a place men are discouraged to tread. I say again, you guys write the fucking intro next time. <laughs> Running out of goddamn adjectives. Metacritic. I just imagine a side. It's like Metacritic discouraged to trend. It's I yeah no I I thought of like the entrance to the chamber that held uh, the the fucking oh god what am I thinking of. You're talking about the, Sim- the, the Simpsons, where it's like, I'm a sign, not a cop. No, I'm thinking about, like, the the Last Crusade, where Indy is trying to get to the room with the, the Holy Grail, but outside is just a sign that says no entry. Only the penitent man shall pass. <laughs> Hard hats only. What I'm, what I'm seeing is the don't tread on me flag, <laughs> but a different color and with a different animal, and it just say, you're discouraged to tread. You're discouraged to tread. It's a worm instead of a snake. Yeah, it's a worm. It's just a fucking, fucking spineless worm. worm. You are discouraged from treading here. Uh, now, that, was, that was like the fucking British uh, response to the don't tread on me flag was, you're discouraged to tread. You are I discouraged would, to tread. I would argue that the that a, an earthworm saying you are discouraged from treading here is probably more in the vein of the ideology of people that have don't tread on me flags because they're all you know yeah, spineless, spineless fucking losers, of garbage. Yeah, yeah, fucking cowardly pieces of shit. Every time you see a don't tread on me or thin blue line flag, all right. Yeah, but well, we're gonna worry about that when we need to fill in time later in the show. Oh, ter- are, we, are we gonna talk about Twitter in the show, Colin? No. Colin, it's terrorist edging. It's close enough. Terrorist edging. Jesus Christ. Now, uh, we also covered their manufacture of Agent Orange, and uh, that one time they gave a few thousand people HIV. Oh, uh, now, today, we are getting into more of the contemporary problems caused by Bayer AG, and although they have many subsidiaries, we are going to focus on one that has spent some time in the public eye, especially in recent years, particularly the past 21 or so. Monsanto, the genetics giant, making a muck out of everything it puts its hands on. Here to give us the roundup. I'll kill you with my bare hands. I'll fucking kill you with my bare hands. I'll fucking thank God we're not recording in the same room. Under, I'll fucking fill a '50s era bathroom sink with scalding hot water, and I will hold your head under it until I come and you stop kicking. Don't threaten me with a good time. (sighs) Can you do that to me, Colin? We're gonna talk about it anyway. So I, know you, I, know, I know you like twinks. So. Stop. Talk, stop. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, we mentioned Monsanto last episode. We talked about, you know, the millions of um, Vietnamese people so far and the, and the, the, the millions uh, yet to be born uh, that will be affected by their horrific decisions and the use of a specific uh, herbicide, uh, Agent Orange. Uh, it turns out. It's not the worst thing they've done. 
uh, being an American-based company, they've done a lot of other shit that's bad, and they did it fucking domestically. So <clears throat> we're going to start with uh, the use of PCBs, uh, which is the uh, acronym for polychlorinated uh, biphenyl. Biphenyl? Biphenyl. Uh, it's basically a, a coolant. Um, it's, an, it's an oil mixture that's used uh, in machining and electronics. Tyler is probably relatively familiar with it, as he has a real job. Um, basically, PCBs are, are used pretty much globally. Um, they are very carcinogenic. They are very toxic. Um, but they're incredibly useful um, as heat transfer fluids. Uh, they're, they're a very uh, important part of a lot of different manufacturing industries, right? Uh, the problem is that these, these, these companies, Monsanto amongst them, and what we'll center on today, uh, don't really care what they do with it when they're done. So last episode, we talked about the founding of Monsanto's. John Francis Queenie, is, uh, his, who was succeeded by his son, Edgar Queenie who was then succeeded by uh, Charles Allen Thomas, I believe his name was, or Allen Charles Thomas, whatever, that fucking CIA twerp. Um, yeah, the, like the definitely a plant. 100% a plant, definitely an op, uh, CIA piece of shit. Um, but we're going to talk about PCB specifically. So the reason last episode I mentioned that Edgar Queenie, son of the founder of Monsanto, um, was a noted conservationist, and this would be very ironic. It would also be very ironic that his dad uh, left him the company because he was growing ill from cancer. Because um, it turns out that PCBs are so fucking carcinogenic. Um, and also, destroy the fucking environment. Eh, fuck the environment. Nah, you know, who needs a planet? There we is, can get another one. We can we just build another one. Yeah. We'll There's take, another one right there. It's called Mars. Take all that pollution and we'll shove it somewhere else. Did you guys see that fucking Elon Musk is like reinventing indentured servitude for the moon? Or sorry, Yo, for yeah, Mars. Yeah. He's like, oh, would you like to be a serf to a feudal Martian lord? It's fun stuff. It's fun I stuff. do it. I know you would do it. I'd do it. Take me to Mars. It's not worth it. There's nothing on cuck, Mars that cuck, I, I don't give There's a nothing shit. on Mars, Mars that I that I can't get here. Um, another planet. You got me there. I can get as far away from all of the people on this planet as humanly possible. Okay, see, but here's the thing: is that all the people that you want to get away from on this planet are on are Mars. also going to Mars. Yeah. yeah well, and have then fun you're going to be stuck away. From everybody else. All I'm saying is I am tired. I am tired of people going 50 on the highway. So you're going to bunk up on Mars with fucking Colin Powell and Dick Cheney instead? Yeah, you know what? I'm tired of uh, tired of in the way people. I'm tired of the people that take too long ordering sandwiches in front of you. And in the way people. Jesus Christ. All right. All right. Anyway. There's a documentary uh, that I watched in preparation for this these uh, these episodes called The World According to Monsanto. Um, it's really fucking fantastic. Highly recommend it. There's an English uh, translated version uh, available for free on YouTube. Uh, and also, if you dig around for a little bit, you can find a, a link to, to pay for it, um, which I did not do. But I advise that you do that because, you know, 
I'm scum and you're not. Uh, but basically, in the world of Courting Monsanto, they, they, they talk a lot about the use of PCBs, right? Um, and there are these, these massive uh, stacks of memos and internal documents from Monsanto where they talk about how fucking horrifying um, PCBs are and how they're destroying – literally killing employees, literally killing uh, customers and destroying the, the – the environment around these facilities one specific facility they cover in the documentary is in aniston alabama now aniston alabama uh, as you may imagine not a very uh you know wealth centric uh town well not, yeah, not, i mean there's not a whole lot of celebrities living in aniston alabama not quite so there's this facility there owned by Monsanto, um that has been dumping PCBs into the local water table um, for coming up on a hundred years uh, over over 80 years um, they in 1937 uh, there's this little creek uh, that runs through Aniston that connects to the, a lot of the local waterways it's called Snow Creek now they dumped a shit ton of PCBs in here, right? In 1937, uh, Monsanto uh, scientists placed um, a few fish in the Snow Creek, um, seeing if the PCBs they'd been dumping in the water table would have any effect. Um, the fish were dead within three and a half minutes. Wow. Three and a half minutes. Three and a half minutes. Um, it basically preheat your oven to 350 and then all the fish in the Snow Creek are dead. Oh, and then guess what? Put the fish what? in the oven. Put the fish no, in the no. oven. Well, that's the thing, the though. Uh, if you were to do that, you would be full of PCBs, which... Most of the residents of Anniston, Alabama, are full of PCBs. Damn. Now, they're still living. <laughs> that's really funny that you say that. So when they, in in the documentary, they talk when they when they introduce Anniston, Alabama, they they open up on on this guy who is a member of a citizen activist group who is uh, actively lobbying against Monsanto. And trying to get, um, you know, payment and reparations for the horrific damage that they've done to their health. And it opens up with this guy standing over his brother's crudely carved headstone. Because when his little brother was 17, he died of brain and lung cancer with arrhythmia of the heart. At 17? At 17, he dropped dead in their front yard. Wow. PCBs are more than likely the cause. We know that they are. And we're going to talk about how we know that they are. But it's fucking horrific. So because of how consistently they're used and because they are technically an organic chlorine compound, um, the quote-unquote healthy, safe level of PCBs in your blood is about two parts per billion. 
the first guy that gets interviewed by the documentary crew after being introduced to the 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 guy who's the member of the activist group he says he has over 60 parts per billion in his blood holy fuck so 30 times the quote-unquote safe limit 30 times there's a woman in this fucking documentary who says she has over 200 parts per billion sweet god wow wow over a hundred times what is technically safe i would now, say that is not safe pcbs cause a variety of conditions and disorders they've been linked to various cancers they've been linked to various birth defects they've been linked to hormonal disruption specifically sex hormone disruption they've been linked to hepatitis like symptoms they've been linked to diabetes they've been linked to thyroid issues basically you name it pcbs are destroying it we talked a lot about in age uh, with agent orange how like these chemicals are doing damage at the cellular level that's what pcbs are doing they are literally destroying and disrupting cell production to such an extent that it kills you and damns your children to these horrific conditions. Monsanto knew that, though, because back in the 30s, a pipe had broken in a Monsanto facility. And the two workers nearby who were exposed to PCBs immediately in the days following, develop hepatitis-like symptoms. They knew that. They're well aware. They keep using them. And eventually, they can't keep dumping into the water table because it's just it's hurting people too fast. So they start getting they start getting permits to basically seal them up in these fucking barrels and then dump them in lots. The whole time they're doing this, by the way, in Anniston, Alabama, they are telling their sales representatives to not say a word to their neighbors, to their friends, to their family members, because in quoting an internal uh, Monsanto memo, we are not willing to lose a dollar in sales over this. Hey, Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Uh, could you come into my office real quick? Yeah, no, yeah, no problem. What's, what's going on? What's going on? So, uh, you know, you were real funny at the water cooler the other day. Talking oh, about yeah, Game thanks. Thrones, thanks. Yeah, yeah I, I tell my yucks, um, you know, I like I like Saturday Night Live as much as the next guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, here's the problem, Jerry. Um, yeah, yeah, what's going on? So if you ever tell anybody about the PCB thing. Yeah, yeah. What about it? I will personally slit your fucking throat. Oh, don't worry. Uh, you won't have to do that because uh, all the people who should know are either going to be dead or dying in the next few years. <laughs> that's what I like about you, Jerry. It's all right, right, I'm gonna go out there and make some more sales. All right, it's all right. The guy, uh, the guy that who's the member of the the citizen activist group, um, he tells this anecdote and he says it so fucking casually that it's like it's it's almost easy to miss how grim it is. But he talks about how kids will like run up to him on the street because they know him because he's a member of the community he's constantly talking with their parents and you know other folks in the, in the area trying to you know get people to like solidify around this issue and to help lobby against monsanto right this is in the early 2000s um, as we're gonna talk about and they'll literally run up to him and be like hey mister mister uh, i just got my blood tested i have 20 parts per billion how long do you think i got 
It's fucking kids. I don't know. I'm not a fucking doctor, kid. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's basically what you got to say. Yeah. It's, other, it's, it's like, oh, well, you might die when you're 17 like my brother did. Or, you know, you might live to be, you know, 50, 60 and be hooked up to an oxygen shank all the time and be dying of like three separate cancers. Yeah, and just be constantly suffering for the rest of your life. Yep. Yeah, it's great. Constantly suffering and not able to afford most of the treatment. Welcome I'll tell to you America. what. I'll tell you what. Guess what I got in my pocket? I got. Are Tylenol. those the strawberry candies? I got Tylenol. I got strawberry candies. Strawberry candies. Is there? Is there fucking Vike in this? Don't worry. Don't worry. There's more PCBs in there. Oh, you didn't hear that from me. I love strawberry. Those strawberry candies are actually really good. Dude, those shits go so hard. Now you might be asking. Um, <laughs> Wow, they're using a lot of coolant. What must they be manufacturing that requires them to use so much fucking coolant? What what are they manufacturing that requires them to use so much fucking coolant? Well, in 1970, Monsanto released uh, a, a, a product for commercial use called Roundup. Roundup? Yeah, so uh, it was right after they'd learned uh, how effective Agent Orange could be, and they built a, they built a different herbicide. Um, that was uh, based on uh, glyphosate. Uh, glyphosate is basically it's it's a type of salt, um, which is uh, it's it's a desiccant. It's it's basically a thing that will just kill fucking plants. If it's on a plant, plant fucking die. Period. End of story. Kills all the fucking plants. It's really good at that. It is. Uh, it is. You gotta give them credit. Yeah, glyphosate-based uh, uh, herbicides are like. Number one, they are the oh, most the commonly the used. They're used all across the fucking world. Um, so they developed it in 1970. They would eventually uh, market it in 1974. And Roundup became basically overnight like the number one option for uh, large scale agricultural use in the United States and also overseas in places like France. Um, and also in India. So there's a lot of uh, a hullabaloo about Roundup, right? Is, and, is that the word we're using? Yeah, that's the, word, that's the term I'm using, hullabaloo. So basically glyphosates aren't innately if – you, if you get a little fucking Roundup like on your skin or you know in your mouth or in your eyes, it'll fuck you up. It's a chemical – um, it won't kill you and more than likely, um, it will not like cause cancer immediately. I mean, what causes cancer immediately? Gamma radiation. All right. Fair. <laughs> hey man, stupid, an- stupid questions. They get stupid answers. That, you know what? Valid. Um, <laughs> so Basically, they talk a lot about like the dose makes the poison. It's like an old adage where it's like technically anything at a certain level will kill a person. Um, But the difference is that when it comes to like, you know, anything that lives in water, at least some of the time uh, that uh, that dose is very small and literally wipe out entire fucking aquatic ecosystems. Yeah, because it's constant. It's. It never goes away. And it just gets fucking spread around. Um, Now, it can kill people. Uh, You can get, you know, 
you dive a lot of hor- hor- horrifying things. You know, your your lungs start to shut down. You know, you get pulmonary pulmonary edemas. Uh, you get kidney failure. It's fucked up. It's horrific, and you don't want it. But it's very difficult to get that much in or on you. Uh, you'd have to basically drink the bottle. Um, that said, it's horrific for the environment. And until the early 2000s, despite them knowing how how much it damaged the environment, Reed, Snow Creek, and the fucking fish um, with PCBs, they're well aware of how these things work. They test them literally on purpose to see how they how they operate. That's how they knew Agent Orange was going to kill a bunch of people but didn't care. So in the same way, they didn't care. They knew it could they knew it could destroy the environment. They didn't care. And they labeled Roundup for decades as biodegradable and good for the soil and water. Now, in in Monsanto's defense, it is by the barest technicality biodegradable. Because the I don't want to get into too much nerd shit, but basically um, the main ingredient bonds to soil particulate and it, it bonds very aggressively and it's not likely to leach into groundwater. And then its half-life is a little under 200 days at its longest and that they've, they've projected that you get about a 45-day half-life in an active uh, agricultural field. Yada, 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 bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. That said, the farmers who use this are constantly being exposed to it. The water tables that this is being used around are constantly being exposed to it. And eventually, Roundup is so widely used, and people are are beginning to say that they're having these issues with, you know, oh, yeah, I use Roundup, it's great, kills all these weeds, but, like, sometimes it also fucks up my crops. You know, some it's a mist. It's not super easy to control. So it's because it's just a thing that kills fucking plants indiscriminately. Um, people are having these issues. But thankfully, Monsanto doesn't see a problem. They see a product. And they develop what's called Roundup Ready Seeds. And Justin, I think... You have some information about that. Well, a little bit. Uh, I go a little more general than that. I, I don't talk a whole lot about our Roundup Ready seeds, but uh, they, they, they do get brought up. Now, we are going to start my little segment here in a way that is personally my favorite uh, with a grossly oversimplified summary of an intensely complicated issue. Uh, agriculture was first practiced some 12,000 years ago. On this planet, at least. Um, that you know, know of. That I know of. Wake up, sheeple. Yeah, we all know the reptilians were doing it beforehand. Yeah, but they were oh, farming yeah, totally. human babies. Yeah, for their adrenochrome. For their they adrenoch- got their chicken breast plants. Yeah, and now they, now they just get the Clintons to do it for them. Yeah, yeah. and the Soros. Um, the Clinton crime family. Now, for a, a very large portion of that, again, 12,000 years... Techniques varied little. Uh, I mean, mostly from area to area, uh, culturally or with the crops in hand, but 
you know, for those 12,000 years, uh, a hoe was a hoe, a scythe was a, was a scythe, and if you were lucky, you had horse shit for fertilizer. A hoe was a hoe. This is a, it's caveman iceberg slim. You know, the, the, the processes behind growing wheat and rice are going to be different. However, they both use the same principles and practices to get to an edible point. Um, now, coming from this 12,000-year history and moving into the Industrial Revolution of the late 19th century, and even further into the space age of the 20th century, agriculture saw changes to a degree that could be nearly considered absurd. Uh, from the introduction of the steam engine and mechanization, which led to the significant upsizing of farms while the uh, labor needed to maintain these farms uh, only shrank with time, the introduction of uh, hybrid plants, which eliminate the possibility of getting usable seed from a past crop and continuing the population of a farmer's fields in the manner practiced for, again, 12,000 years, is one of the more modern changes to those agricultural practices. Seed sharing, trading, and replanting have all been staples of both subsistence farming and cash cropping for literal millennia. However, modern problems like autonomous and accessible food production require modern solutions like megacorporations and endless greed. He quoted the meme. He quoted the meme. Everybody shut the fuck up forever about it now. Thank you. Now, hybrid seeds uh, were a, a solution to a problem that didn't exist. Uh, genetically modified organisms, GMOs, uh, or just in general uh, bred plants, um, selectively bred plants to be more specific, are, are no strangers in agriculture. I mean, we've been selectively breeding plants for the whole time. Compare modern corn to corn 300 years ago. Compare modern watermelon to watermelon 400 years ago. They are vastly different organisms. Now, on the face of the issue, these corporations, Monsanto and Bayer AG to be named specifically, claim that hybrid crops exist to provide higher yields, more pest resistance, and uh, easier to harvest fruit, essentially. However, the difference between these hybrid seeds and these natural seeds is that after a hybrid seed has completed its growth cycle, has fruited, and uh, you know you have your crop, be it corn, wheat, tomato, what have you, the seeds produced by said plant are no longer viable. They do not, if you take a Monsanto tomato and you plant it, you're not gonna get a tomato plant on the other end. So, the reusing of a portion of your harvest, the trading of seeds between neighbors or uh, business partners or what have you. These things were completely eliminated, uh, essentially, by the quote-unquote green revolution of the 50s and the 60s and by corporations like Monsanto and Bayer AG. Now, you're referring to seed saving, right? Yeah, seed yes. saving, where you, where you dedicated a portion of your crop to be for seed. This yeah. is... The, the best and brightest of what you are producing and what you want to continue to produce. Yeah, it's a it's a great way. Uh, back when, uh, you know, the fucking peasant yeoman still existed in America to an extent. Uh, so, like, this last gasp was, like, the early, uh, you know, 1900s before um, farming became fully, fully mechanized and corporatized and financialized and hollowed out and turned into a piece of shit thing. 
um, that ruined everybody's life. Um, they they would they had a practice called you know seed seed saving where just like Justin described they they go through and they like hey this this plant yielded way more than these other plants I want to keep these seeds and it was a way for a family to not only um, make sure that they had a bountiful harvest next year but to also make a little fucking money on the on the side selling those seeds to their neighbors selling those seeds at market saying hey look at this fucking tomatoes that's the size of my scrotum. Wouldn't you like the seeds to plant that made this? I could sell you these seeds. Now, yes, and that is that is an excellent point. Is that these these seeds were sold commercially, which is the point that Monsanto and Bayer would like to push forward. Is that oh, all we're doing is commercially selling seeds? Again, theoretically, not a problem. However, the issue comes to the genetic modifications made to these seeds. Um, as previously mentioned, these seeds are non-viable. You will not be able to replant seeds from these plants, and any fruits of these plants are not going to be able to be used for anything moving forward other than eating. The thing about commercialization before the Green Revolution, quote-unquote the Green Revolution, uh, is that when you sold someone a seed, that was now their seed. You didn't claim to have any ownership of that seed or the the fruits of its product, the the fruits of its its labor, the fruits of its fruit, the fruits of its roots, the the fruits of the plant itself. No, the, the actual once these seeds were sold, they were no longer your seeds like commerce is supposed to be. Monsanto, on the other hand has interesting ideas about this. And I'm going to bring up the very specific example of India, uh, which I found some great information on, on a reset.org article. Uh, Most of this information coming from one Vandana Shiva. Um, Now, Monsanto came into India in 1988. um, And this was after the World Bank introduced a new seed policy. Uh, which forced countries to deregulate their seed industry. Because, you know, regulations totally exist for no fucking reason. They're always bad. Yeah, they're always bad. They, they always exist just to make it harder on employers. Uh, there's no way they actually exist to make it easier for people to, I don't know, live. Guys, NAFTA's always a good idea. It's not bad. It's great. It's always a good idea. Now, when Monsanto entered the Indian seed market in 1988, they had a massive base of capital already, which allowed them to immediately secure a stiff grip on the seed market. Even today, Monsanto maintains a 30 percent minimum uh, market share of the entire seed market globally with hybrid plants and genetically modified plants being a significantly higher percentage, somewhere in the ballpark of 90%, a near monopoly on an entire industry. These Monsanto seeds, after being introduced in India, were then copyrighted, which, um, you know, you think, okay, well, yeah, yeah, they're, they're a Monsanto product, you know, the packaging, the, no, 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 no. We're not talking about that. We are talking about the actual genetics involved in making these seeds. You see, not only is Monsanto profiting off of the seed sale, they are not only profiting off of the guaranteed resale of seeds from the next year, they also legally require royalties from these crops because they are considered, quote unquote, 
intellectual property. And this is where I'd like to step in. Uh, so to Justin's point, yeah, they're demanding these royalties. And that's really fucked up, right? Because, you know, they're charging these people basically double. They're double charging them. Uh, in fact, triple charging them. They're, they're giving them a thing that they're going to have to buy again next year. Which normally, uh, if you if you're a farm, you're you're typically not buying seeds in that quantity every year unless you're changing the crops that you're growing. You're you know you're rotating. Um, so they're they're adding cost there. They're adding cost by having you pay royalties, and they're also milking out some extra on the back end because guess what? A lot of these farms. Are very close to each other it turns out regions entire regions are zoned for agriculture who the fuck knew and the problem arises when hey let's say let's say fucking tyler you own a farm and justin you own a farm and justin my farm is better you decide hey um you know i know making you know buying from monsanto is making a deal with the devil but i really need the money and they're gonna give me a super high yield and like fuck up my soil and all this other shit, but I need the money. I need the money, so I'm gonna pay Monsanto for their seeds, okay? And Justin, you're like, nah, my fam, I don't want to do that. That sounds bunk as hell. You are correct. That does sound bunk as hell. I'm gonna do it the old natural way. And, and you know what I'm you know doing? What? I'm rolling in that sweet, sweet Monsanto money. Well, turns out, so what Monsanto does? Monsanto, um. Basically, you, you, I'm sure you're thinking, how could they possibly regulate this? How could they possibly prove somebody was not or using their seeds? Do they uh, have well, a secret basically, police? Because basically, what secret they do police? is they have these auditors that fucking. Oh, drive they're just like the Nazis. Oh, what? They're and just like the they, Nazis. They take samples from fields, and so here, you know, you, uh, Tyler, you're using that Monsanto seed. You paid for that. Hell yeah, I did. Um, and you're going to have to pay for it again next year because, you know, you need the fucking money. Yeah. And Justin, you didn't do it at all. But Monsanto is knocking on your fucking door and saying, hey, motherfucker, you stole our goddamn intellectual property. We're going to sue you into the fucking ground. We're going they, to sue you into the ground. They stole. OK, so he stole their intellectual property by growing food. Yeah, by growing food that they didn't. By growing food close to food that was being grown by a completely different guy. And because the wind shifted or it rained too much, Justin, you are now being hit with a lawsuit with such high stakes that you are going to either shutter your farm, sell off all your assets, crawl into a bottle and die or go to prison. You're going to you're going to fucking pony up. Uh, and you're going to actually do whatever Monsanto tells you. Monsanto, a lot of times, like owns portions of these farms because they they take them as collateral. It's super fucked up. Imagine the pre 2008 mortgage industry. That's basically what Monsanto did with the few remaining, uh, like like family run farms or non corporatized, non financialized farms. Those basically don't exist anymore for a plethora of reasons, uh, but a big a big part of that, at least in the twilight of those those kinds of places, was Monsanto. You know, they're 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 doing this with their intellectual property. They they create Roundup, 
uh, which causes a fucking horrible problem. And then they create a seed that is the solution. And then they charge you out the fucking ass for the solution to the problem that they created. That good old Hegelian dialectic. And then they charge you even if you weren't even involved in it, but were affected by the shit that they did. It is horrifying and it never ends. Yep. And uh, to those of you wondering, now, why in the world would anyone or any organization do this? We're going to cover the profit motive in a minute. Make a lot of money. Turns out, turns out being evil is incredibly profitable. And being profitable makes you fucking evil. <sighs> now, uh, not only were those uh, Monsanto seeds copyrighted, uh, they were also no longer legally classified as a renewable resource, as they are completely genetically unviable for reproduction. A plant is no longer a resource that exists as a part of the ecological order. This is something that exists entirely outside of nature, and it changes ecology as we know it. Now, uh, on top of this, due to the lack of biodiversity in these crops, as uh, the only the most profitable genetic strains will be cultivated, and this goes for every strain in the world. Every vegetable, every grain, every fruit, the biodiversity of these things has been steadily falling ever since we started keeping track of it. Mm. Now, uh, and more specifically in India, cotton uh, has become a much more vulnerable monocrop as only uh, very small varieties of cotton will be produced by Monsanto. Uh, now, these have made farmers significantly more dependent on pesticides and fertilizers, which are prohibitively expensive. Uh, Monsanto then began to subvert the still existing regulatory processes and also co-opted public resources to continue to promote more non-renewable plants, continuing to push their invasive species into the ecosystem. In a land already dealing with the industrial fallout of climate change partway through this century, on top of still reeling from the multitudinous effects of British colonialism to this day, Monsanto is actively attempting to make farming more expensive, less accessible, and impossible to avoid without their involvement. Do you know the beginning of Interstellar? You guys see Interstellar, right? Yeah. It's a great film. I love that film. In the beginning, when they're like, oh, all the food on the earth is being destroyed by blight. Basically, Monsanto did that. They they basically Monsanto is destroying biodiversity. And if you're not familiar with the term, if you're not familiar with the process, basically um, there is everything is so similar that it can be destroyed by an outside factor then because everything is the same, it will all be destroyed. You talk a lot about it in evolutionary biology. They talk, there's this uh, colony of penguins that like lives on this uh, remote island between Australia and Antarctica. And it's, it's such a small community that if literally even like a minor uh, semi-fatal virus was introduced all of the penguins would die because they're they they're so interbred that they're uh, completely like anathema to biodiversity, and that's what Monsanto is doing to you know 
like all the food in the world, you know, it's going to be really fucking hard to worry about, you know, you know, the, the sea boiling, um, when one really bad blight outbreak, uh, makes you starve to death in your bed next to your children. Like you're a dust bowl farmer. Now I am going to close out my segment. Uh, like I stated a few moments ago, uh, by covering briefly the profit motive, because that is really what it comes down to, um, is when you are a subsistence farmer or even a cash cropper trading seeds with your neighbor or, you know, your community, your motivations are ultimately the same. You are trying to eat. You are trying to feed your family. You're trying to continue uh, reproducing and, uh, you know, get your wife that ring that you want, maybe. Um, Monsanto is looking for a high score. There is a point, and I, uh, that point changes every once in a while, but it is a very high point where you make so much money that making more does not matter. There is no effective difference between making $100 million a year and $100 billion a year. You're already absurdly rich. However, the profit motive does not leave room for that. And the profit motive exclusively incentivizes people to continue, uh, people and corporations, I should say, to continue seeking out profit at any cost. And to any sacrifice of humanity or morality or human life, these people are not concerned with anything other than staying in the red. And that cannot be overstated. They do not give a shit about any customer or country that they operate in. You are a number on a spreadsheet to them and no more. Yeah, it's a fucking it's a fucking game to them. And uh, a lot of, uh, you know, the profit motive, uh, you know, every I feel like every episode or every episode or two, we we touch on like a core concept that is part of the reason we, we have the show and part of the reason there's so much shit to talk about for the show. And uh, I think Justin's done a beautiful job of talking about that right here. It's it's profit motive, right? There's a lot of leftists who kind of liken it to the psychological idea of the death drive in humans that humans um, have this inherent impulse to rush headlong into dangerous situations, regardless of it being, uh, you know, uh, an the antithesis of our biological programming to reproduce and stay safe long enough to reproduce and protect our children um, that we have this death drive that I feel on a deep level that the death drive has manifested through capitalism into the profit motive and the idea of always getting more regardless of the cost. It is, it is destructive. It destroys you on a psychological and emotional level and it physically destroys the rest of the world. Now with that, we're going to go ahead and swing over to the call to action that we missed last week. Um, or rather than missed, I should say, held off on. Colin, do you want to start, or uh, you want me to go for it? You go for it. <sighs> now, um, there are a few different organizations I could point you to. Um, however, 
the 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 barest simplest thing I can say about the process of seed privatization and the privatization of agriculture in general is uh, get to know your local farmers. If you are anywhere near a, a rural area, you know, see if you can find a roadside produce stand or, you know, a, a small locally owned grocery store that is connected to a local farm. I, we, we live in, um, you know, the southeast Michigan area and I, I have not two miles from me in a, in a very suburban area. I have a locally owned, entirely organic uh, farm to table grocery store. And, you know, knowing that I have the ability to give money to the people who produce my food that isn't just another fucking corporation is worth so much more than the few extra cents you're going to pay for strawberries and corn. On top of that, please, 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 please pay attention to heirloom breeds. Heirloom breeds were a massive part of agriculture the world over, but especially here in the United States. Um, there are heirloom breeds of every single fruit, vegetable, and grain that I guarantee you can think of. And what I mean by heirloom breeds is these are, are genetic lines of seeds that have been passed down from generation to generation in families, usually on small farms that don't have access to other crops. And these uh, these heirloom breeds are usually incredibly visually striking, delicious, and not all that hard to cultivate. Um, I know personally, uh, my favorite kind of garlic is an heirloom breed. I die for Dixon garlic. It is it is this beautiful purple color on the paper that is is shot through with white, and it is some of the most intense, longest lasting garlic I've ever owned. And it's an heirloom breed that you wouldn't know existed. Unless you went looking for it. Colin? Yeah, my call to action is very similar to Justin. We're very, very, very fucking fortunate to live in Michigan, um, which is, you know, this this huge agrarian state where, where massive agricultural uh, output because of the, the lakefront effect, because of all the, the fresh water we have and all the uh, formerly swampy, marshy land that is incredibly fertile. Um, we're very, very, very lucky that, you know, I, I can drive basically – 30 miles in any direction but south and hit a farm and an associated farmers co-op that I can buy produce, fucking meat, dairy, literally anything I need. And that's, that's if I'm really going out of my way. Um, like Justin said, we, there, there are so many places we can go. If you don't live in a food desert, um, which obviously it's unfortunate if you do, you shouldn't feel, you shouldn't feel bad having to shop at Walmart. You shouldn't feel bad shopping at these big box stores or, you know, only being able to go to like a fast food restaurant because you live in a, a, a rural area or Absolutely. an area that's underserved. There's a lot of food deserts in America. It's not talked about enough. And it's, I mean, it's really, we're, we're not far from some ourselves. Oh no, of course. And it's, it's really disgusting. I do want to mention this. It's fucking disgusting when people like malign, like the shithead, like, you know, they, they're like, Oh, this fucking redneck, this fucking Walmart shopper, this fucking, oh, I bet you eat, you know, McDonald's with your face. It's like, yeah, motherfucker, they don't have anything else. They've been fucking hollowed out by people like Monsanto, and they don't have any other fucking options. Um, so if you're not one of those folks, and you do live in an area uh, that has a decent farming community, 
and it's building uh, across America. More and more people are realizing that these kind of homegrown, uh, you know, family or small co-ops, these are the things that people want. And these are the things that people are willing to pay a few extra bucks for. And if you have them nearby, I'd recommend investing in them. You know, vote with your wallet. You want to spend money in your community to keep that money in your community. You don't want to send it into some rich fucking dickhead's back pocket where it's going to get you know thrown in the wash. Give it to somebody. $50 means a lot more to a small family dairy farm than it does to fucking Monsanto. And uh, also, touching on what Justin said about heirloom breeds, if you have some free time on your hands, if you're, you know, like me or Tyler, and you work five days a week with weekends off um you got some free time honestly look into the heirloom breeds or at least some of the uh you know plants that are indigenous to your your area have a little fucking garden you don't have to you know be able to feed your entire family off of it but grow a few cucumbers grow some a few tomatoes, tomatoes some peppers little yeah, stuff tomatoes you know? peppers yeah most, uh, even most even if climates, you're just doing like herbs like herbs are super easy to grow oh yeah and you start to learn a little bit about it it's a nice thing you you so much i believe so much of the societal cognitive dissonance that people have is because they are so alienated from the product of their labor or because their labor is so abstract uh, as to not even really have a tangible product, having a little farm, having a little garden in your backyard, being able to grow something and nurture something and harvest it and then see it turned into food before your very fucking eyes is such a transformative and beautiful experience that if you have the time and you have the resources, I highly recommend you do it. You also learn a little bit about local history. You'll learn a little bit about your community. You'll start, You can, you know, pandemic willing be able to talk to some of these people i don't know if you've ever talked to a guy from an old farm family he will talk to you until your fucking flesh falls off your bones you will not be able to shut him the fuck up but he will talk to you and he will explain everything about the kind of bean that you're buying if you really want him to and And you uh, know what you should want him to you should you know, get out there. Get off the fucking computer. Stop being such a fucking loser. Okay? Yeah, get, off get, out Twitter. Of the get off Twitter right now. I know get you're off scrolling. Twitter. I know you're scrolling. Get off Twitter. Get off Reddit. Stop jerking off. For two minutes, stop jerking off. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to isolate that sound clip and I'm going to send it to you every 45 minutes on the dot. <sighs> it's not going to work. It's just going to make it I know it's not going to work, but I'm going to try. I'm going to work it into like a porn music video montage compilation and then I'm going to send it back to you. You know what? I would genuinely appreciate that because it shows that you put a lot of work and care into something. Exactly. Make something with yeah. your hands, you Be fucking productive. losers. Be- now, uh, be- before we go, I do, I do no, want to mention I don't we, even get a we, we understand that the accessibility of land is not high these days. And even if it's a single indoor plant on your windowsill. Uh, so my call to action is going to be a little bit different, but I'm going to touch on a few things that they said. Um as far as if you are going to start a little farm for yourself, um, don't buy the bullshit fucking seed bags from, like, Home Depot. No, ma'am. No, don't do that. Like, it's they're garbage. They're not good. They're not going to turn out to be good plants. Go to a farmer's market. Yup. See if anyone wants to sell you tomato seeds. They probably will. 
or sell you or, tomatoes and take or sell the you seeds tomatoes. out. Take the seeds out. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Or go online. Find someone who's just selling seeds. You can find it. It's not hard. Um, but the other thing I am going to touch on is pay attention to what these big companies are spending a lot of money lobbying for. Um because it can be a detriment to you and everyone in your community because Monsanto spent millions and millions and millions of dollars every single year lobbying against having to label their food as non-GMO. Really pay attention to what they're lobbying against because it's probably something that would be beneficial to you. And make yourself and other people aware of it because it's pretty fucked up. And also Nazis are horrible. Yeah, it's, it's just like it's just you're like just gonna, just gonna throw that in, one uh, there, in fucking Aniston in Alabama. That was the whole thing is Monsanto for years and decades knew about what was going on and they refused to pay out pay out on it. And then eventually in the early 2000s, they had to pay out on it. And then even then, it took like another 10 years for um, like governments to step in and for them to like actually meet some legal issues. Before, it was all fucking civil cases. It was all people rallying together, standing up, looking at what these companies were doing wrong and trying to fix it to p- protect themselves and their communities. Tyler's 100% right there. Yep. Pay attention, guys. Just uh, keep your eyes open. Keep your ears open. Know what's going on in your community, everybody. Nazis are awful. Nazis are the worst. I love you all so, 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 so much. Thank you for listening. These six episodes are all going to come out at once. I'm if you've stuck with us for this long. uh, God help you. God help you. We really appreciate you. Um, We will be on a normal schedule for releasing episodes. Um, Yes, the intention is to release every single week. Yep. Do we do we have a day picked out? No, not we yet. Don't. But uh, whatever day these come out, um, all together will be the day that will probably be our normal release schedule, or we will let you know on our next episode that comes out after these six. Yeah. Uh, now, do we do we have a plan for our next episode? Do we have a do we have we a, have no, I have a think, few ideas think, floating around? Yeah, I think I'm, we're not going to say anything, but I have a, I really want to do a fun one because we've just blasted these people's brains and made oh, them into Marvel yeah. brains. Do we want to oh do God, yeah. do we want to do the one the one with the thing about like the, you know, uh, fucking uh, say it ain't so I will not go that one. Are we going to do that one? I think we could. I think we could. I think we could. I think we could do I think that. that. I think that's the one I want to do. I'm going to spend the next like 35 minutes puzzling out what exactly. Motherfucker, you know exactly what I'm this. talking Probably. about. <laughs> All right. Probably. Thanks, thanks for listening, guys. Hopefully. Thank uh, you so much. Thank hopefully you, so you like much, these everybody. first six. Uh, they're only going to get worse from here. Yeah, but our audio quality yes, will get better. Eventually. Please, if, you, uh, if you do like the show, give us a like. It means a whole lot. Give us a rating on whatever platform you're on. Share you know, it with your friends. Hit us up yeah, on the social. Download it onto a CD. Break into somebody's car. Put it in their CD player. Yeah, yeah. And every person you know, go on their phone. Go yeah, on. Go on. Their hey, phone. hey, can I see your phone? Hey, can I see Download your phone? Spotify. And you Pull subscribe. The you yep. subscribe to this podcast on their phone because they're so fucking lazy because they're also a neoliberal fucking shithead like the rest of us. They're a little neoliberal subject. They're so fucking babied and lazy they won't 
unsubscribe, and then they'll have to listen to our garbage. And you've spread the garbage. Much like Monsanto spread AIDS, you can spread our podcast around. Hey, our little foot soldiers. All right. Well, thank you all so much. We don't have a name for it. We'll go ahead and uh, see you guys next week. Bye. Love you. Bye.